Welcome to Faithful Fathering's podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering. Where we encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. That's a dad that prioritizes physical presence, is engaged emotionally, and leads spiritually by example. Uh, our focus is on uh, engaging dads and raising a godly generation and reinvigorating the church on the fathering front. The topic for this podcast series is uh, dads becoming heroes. You know, uh, every child needs a hero. Uh, what better hero than dad? So uh, in the uh, studio here to uh, talk about dads becoming heroes is uh, uh, Pastor Ruben Villarreal, and uh, he's pastor of Pueblo Church here in Pasadena, Texas. And uh, just uh, want to welcome him to the studio. Thanks for joining us, uh, Ruben, and uh, thank you for uh uh, being a part of this podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your church, your ministry. Yes, sir. Um, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. Um, I'm a second-generation pastor. Uh, my father is the founding pastor of a, a well-known church here in, in Houston area uh, called La Iglesia del Pueblo. About four years ago, um, five years ago, he uh, uh, stepped down as pastor, retired, and I stepped in as senior pastor and, and added the English ministry, which we call Pueblo's Church, um, and then so there we run uh, the church. Uh, I oversee the church. I oversee the operations of a, a private school called Pueblo's Royal Christian School. And, um, and then a, a radio ministry that um, is based here in Houston and, and surrounding Houston called Radio Alleluia. Uh, radio Alleluia. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. And uh, married and uh, two, uh, two uh, little girls at home, a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and, um, and a baby on the way in April. Um, Praying for a boy. We don't know uh, the gender yet until the baby's born and it's going to be a surprise. So we're uh, praying for a boy. Uh, but if it's a girl, we'll say, I was praying for you too. <laughs> well, we'll start praying for you There too. we go. Three girls and I'll hope you yes. have a male dog or something. No, then I have two female dogs. So <laughs> Well, it's a blessing to have you here, yes. Ruben. Thank you so much for spending time to be with us. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about dads uh, becoming heroes. And, uh, you know, as you know, there's only one true hero, and that's yes. Jesus the Christ. You know, us uh, dads here in the physical, we're just trying to point the way to that hero as uh, as we work through this journey called fathering, right? Yes. And uh, it's it it is a journey, and uh, we uh, sometimes uh, kids will try to put dad on a on a pedestal. And uh, I, I I think you so how long was your dad a pastor? And you looked up to him. As well, well um, he started pastoring in 1981, so I was five years old um, when he started pastoring. He founded the church in 1981, but before that. Um, he was a tent evangelist, okay. and so he had a tent, and he traveled to a lot of small towns here in Texas, um, taking the gospel to the Hispanic community where um, the gospel hadn't hadn't yet arrived. And um, and so he spent a lot of time on the road and on the weekends or vacations. My mom would drive us to wherever he was at, so we could spend some time um, uh, with him there at the tent, and then um, and then come back. And... I'm interested. You, know, I always wondered where in Scripture it talks about retirement. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, I did finally find it. It's uh, the Levites when they were they were uh, yeah, called to, to mm -hmm. pastor for twenty five years, yes, and then step aside and let the young bucks come in. So yeah. it, uh, that's what your dad. They, uh, it yeah. sounded like he went a little bit beyond the twenty five years. Yeah, he went, he went beyond the twenty five years, and he could, he could. I mean, he's a strong man. He he could have kept going, but um, he always said he was. I want to be a horse that you know uh, that I step down when I want to step down, not 
not because of illness or anything like that. Yeah, but uh, he hasn't retired though. He uh, preaches. He does a, a daily radio program. Um, so he records his his program. So he preaches uh, Monday through Friday on the radio. Um, and, and then he has a uh, we have a small place out in uh, West Columbia area, and so he's out there every day, you know, um, okay, working. So and would you say he's one of your heroes? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, especially growing up, you know, um, he, he, uh, he's a very as we would say a man's man, right? And and so um, very much looked up to him growing up. And uh, how, when you say man's man, how does that? John Wayne. Yeah, you know, I, I, and, and all you know, and as funny as it is, you know, it's sort of sort of a John in my mind, right? Growing up, you know, a, a John Wayne character, and I used to love watching John Wayne movies with him. And I think probably, you know, now that you say that, there was probably a connection there in, in my mind, you know, growing up. But well, some of the guys listening to this podcast, we might have to introduce John. Yes. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was what John Wayne was. We're marking our age. We're marking our age. <laughs> Well, uh, what, what in your mind, what are some of the key qualities of being a hero in your eyes when you were growing up? Maybe it was your dad. Maybe it's today. Who's a hero right. to you? Uh, well, growing up and um, seeing the good and the bad, right, um, uh, of your father and then trying to, in, in, your, in my own life, trying to um, be that example on imitating the good and at the same time correcting the things that I think, you know, well, you know, he could have done better in these areas and, 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 and I'm trying to to not fall into those traps. Um, you know, the integrity, being a man of integrity, um, being a man of your word. Um, you know, my, my father was very much, a, in a lot of ways, a man of his word. If he told you at, at 7 o'clock, he was there at 640, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and so I, I think that those are two important things. Obviously, um, as, as believers in Jesus, um, uh, as Paul said, says, you know, I'm an imitator of Christ, and you be an imitator of me, right? In other words, we should be imitators of Christ. And, sure. Um, and so doing our best, you know, earlier you mentioned that Jesus is, is the is the hero, right? He's the ultimate hero, and I mean, we should be imitators um, mm-hmm. of him. And so studying the life of Jesus and, 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 and imitating it, I always say at church, as we are disciples of Jesus. And as a disciple, uh, we should follow not only the teachings of Jesus, but the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So Jesus made time for prayer. We need to make time for prayer. You know, G- uh, you know Jesus uh, fed the uh, those that were hungry, well, we should feed those that are hungry, right? And and, and so it's uh, yeah, it's like uh, Romans twelve two. He says, "Don't conform to the pattern of this world, right. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind under the Word." Of course, you know who the Word was. The yes. Word become flesh. It yes. was Jesus of Christ, and then I think it's Romans eight twenty eight twenty nine. I think that said that we're to conform to the image of His Son. That right. He be the first among many brothers, right? So right. that conformance and uh, that is exactly spot on what you said. That's right. Uh, very powerful stuff. Now, you know, one of the things we, the one of the studies we have at uh, Faithful Fathering is called Dash Becoming Heroes. One of the uh, one of the more popular studies. We've got three available on our website, but uh, at uh, faithfulfathering.org. Uh, but uh, in in those, uh, I call it the five ways dads become heroes. That's kind of what we're going to touch on and see if those resonate with some of the things that you're talking about there. Yes. The, the first one that we'll discuss in this podcast is nurturance. You know, nurturance isn't one of those manly terms, right? You don't think about it. Right. Moms are the nurturers. Dads yes. are the tough guys. and uh, The uh, providers. And they're, they're, we're the providers and the disciplinarians. Right. right. But uh, when, when you think about nurturance and the way your dad nurtured you, how would you, uh, how would that, how would you uh, explain or how would you define nurturance from, from your dad's, uh, the way he raised you? Um, 
Well, uh, um, I, I think, you know, we use the word provide that I believe that that is part of nurture. Sure. Um, and so, um, you know, just early on, I understood that my dad was a provider for the, for the household. Um, you know, we did a lot of sacrifices for the ministry, you know, being a tent evangelist in places where the gospel hadn't arrived. I mean, he would pick up sometimes 75 cent offering. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, we saw the hand of God over our lives a lot, but just that faith, seeing his faith, seeing how he still provided somehow, you know, through faith for the family. Um, you know, to, to me, that, that that was part of, of nurturing, really, sure, uh, sure. especially in, in a spiritual sense. And in, in, in um, the, the other part was... Um, uh, there, there's a, a, a the, the mentality of a pastor in those days to today is very different. You know, in those days, is especially you know, in the Hispanic community is very ministry first, right? And, and their family, unfortunately, would fall, you know, second, you know, or, or third, right? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and today, you know, we, we have a different perspective. I, th- I think a lot of my uh, contemporaries have a different perspective from that. But um, seeing that that love for the souls, seeing that 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 love for God, wanting to serve God, um, in, 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 in an odd way, is was nurturing to me in the sense of um, th- there was a reason that he felt like that. There was a reason that he did those things uh, mm-hmm. because God was real sure. to him, you sure. know, and God could be real to me, mm-hmm. and um, and so that 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 comforted my soul, you know, that comforted my heart, my my, my spirit, that um, that that God is very real, not a you know, just not a, not a, well, I wish he exists, you know, not we're gonna hope. Yeah, 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 maybe, you know, like, like, no, I saw the sacrifice of my parents because they understood that God was very real and, um, and, and he would provide for us. He, he was going to, no matter what, what they were doing, um, you know, as long as they were serving him and being faithful to him, he was going to provide it. And that in a, in a, in a, in a, just sort of, you know, looking back, not in, you know, looking back way was, was very comforting to me, you know, knowing sure. that, that um, we, we were serving the Lord. Right. And, and I think that that provide is, you know, sometimes the younger generation and actually in my generation as well, provide, I kind of got hung up on the fact that provide much, just meant financial provision. Yeah, and uh, you, know, you can get uh, a little, uh, just uh, get your priorities out of whack. Right. If you just focus on that and, and uh, provide is really the, the provision, which means quite a there's quite a few more dimensions than right. just financial provision it's it's that vision of of christ in your life it's yeah. that vision of of who you can become it's uh, you know that vision of of uh of, of what a home and a marriage looks like you right. know these types of things and uh, so i, I think that uh, sounds like what your dad really uh provided for he, he put the christ first the ministry and uh, the family was just incorporated in that whole vision. Yeah. Right? It sounds uh, that's that's you know the other side. Uh, you know what dads uh, aren't typically good at are touches. Yeah, uh, there was a uh, study done years ago that said uh, we uh, we all need eight to ten physical touches a day right. for good emotional health. And uh, you know I always thought you know I always put hugs on my daughter, but I yeah. never thought about you know I thought well sons have to be tougher. You know? well, right, sons sons need hugs too. Yes, and definitely. unfortunately, I caught on that you know even today my son's thirty three. Right, and uh, we'll still put a hug on each other when right. we leave. Uh, you know he just married this past year, so it's kind of a whole new dimension yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. But we'll still put a hug on each other when we walk out of his home or we we leave uh, after a time yeah. together. Uh, so that uh, nurturance, I, I know as a young dad, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on how you get your touches in with your kids? Well, I, I tell you, oddly enough, um, 
you know, I, I think my dad's a little more affectionate with us now, uh, you know, as adults than 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 when we were kids. Uh, because again, he was on the road a lot. He was uh, uh, in the early years, and then um, and then when he started pastoring, you know, it just became a big focus for him. And um, and so uh, for me, that's one of those things where I, I'm, I'm trying to correct the course, and um, and, and I'm, I'm very uh, affectionate with with my my kids. Uh, hug them all the time. I don't leave the house without giving them a hug, without giving them a kiss. Uh, the the two-year-old, I, I, I try not to give her a hug or a kiss before I leave because then she wants to leave with me. And uh, she'll say, like, I, I go with you, I go with you. And I'm all like, uh, and I tell my wife, I go, oh, man, this little girl knows how to tug at my heart, you know. But um, but uh, it, it it's another level of, um, of, of hugs and kisses and um, then knowing that I love them and, um, you know, holding hands and, um, you know those, those type of things. Like, like a, um, my wife and I, you know, we our daughters know that they're loved. Well, just uh, just a heads up to you, you know, that there's nothing better than a dad coming home and his daughter running out, all arms and legs, yes. and giving you a kiss and wanting yes. an up hug, daddy. Yes. And uh, just a heads up when they become teenagers. Yeah. It's a little bit more awkward. <laughs> it, it can be awkward giving them yes. a hug. But, yes. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, yeah. if you don't find a way to give them a hug. Uh, somebody else will, you right? Not like this or something, right? Exactly. No, and I, I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, I have to take advantage, you know, right now, you know, they're at an age that there's going to be certain things that, you know, down the road are, are not going to be appropriate, you know. Um, and so I'm like, I have to take advantage right now. And then when that time comes, you know, finding those ways of, of still showing them that, hey, I'm still your dad, I still love you, I'm here for you, you know, and I, I may not say that in words all the time, but. But my actions show it, you know, my, my, you know, my, uh, me holding your hand or, or, or you know, giving you know, me. Uh, even today, I mean, my daughter's 35 and uh, I swing her to the side. I yeah. give her a hug that way. There we go. <laughs> so that's, you, know, you just have to find the way to do that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it can be appropriate. And, right. Uh, I think Definitely. that's, uh, that's our challenge a lot of times is yes. to uh, find that right way. Exactly. To, to get that hug in. Exactly. So that, uh. Well, that's, uh, you know, the, the way we navigate through that, uh, you know, I think it's, it tends to be easier for a daughter uh, than with a son because we don't want our sons to be soft, right? Right. And it uh, sounds like that's probably what your dad was saying. He didn't want, didn't want yeah. Ruben to be soft. you got to be a tough guy. And uh, that's something that we have to be sure to uh, to be careful of when it comes find to that balance. Well, find, well, yeah, balance and, and just, uh, you know, Jesus was a hugger. <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. I mean, he would he put a hug on his disciples, and uh, they would, uh, you know, it, it's that that physical uh, uh, touch has always been very important all the way all the way around. Uh, so the the uh, as you look at that, the, you know, you move beyond touch into discipline. Uh, any any uh, thoughts or history that you had on effective discipline? So. Uh, you know, oddly enough, in, in our household growing up, my mother was more the disciplinary, right? Um, she was the one who brought if, if if dad disciplined, man, you 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 cross the you cross the line, you went way too far on, on crossing the line, and, and that's when he stepped in. But uh, the day to day, you know, uh, di- uh, disciplinary measures came came from from my mom. Uh, she was a, 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 a CEO of the Villarreal household, right? So she's a, <laughs> a where she's a stay at home uh, mom. And we're extremely blessed um, to to have her um, there with us uh, before we went to school. When we got back from school, um, you, you know, mean they talked you about the respect of her authority and her <laughs> the authority to respect, she, right? Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, and so with my daughters at, at their age, um, 
you know, the, uh, the, the discipline right now is, is just uh, really getting them to share, uh, you know, the older one, you know, being a little gentler with her younger sister because she's significantly bigger than her. And, um, and so a lot of times with, with them right now at their age, you know, again, they're three and two, um, it's, it's just adding, adding some bass to my voice. No, you know, and, and that, you know, sometimes that's, that's enough, you know, with, with the girls. Yeah, everybody's, you know, every child is unique, you yes. know, whether it's, uh, my son, it took a little bit more force, my right. daughter, all I had to do was look and give her a look and she yeah. would break down. And uh, so <laughs> you don't have to know what works, right? but uh, girls can be manipulative. Yes. You gotta yes. watch out for that. Yes. But, uh, that's some of that's okay. <laughs> But I, I, I know that as, as uh, marriages come along and as they mature and as kids start to mature, one of the most important things we have to talk about in the home is maybe some of the disciplinary practices that we grew up under, right? Because moms, you know, when you get married, you, you then uh, typically a topic of conversation yes. uh, when you're dating and when you're early right. in marriage. But uh, as kids come in, it's important to hash that out. You know, what were right. some of the good, the bad, and the ugly? Right. Uh, some of the disciplinary practices in your home right. and compare notes so that, you right. know, the most important thing when it comes to uh, discipline, as far as the dimension of nurturance goes, is to make sure mom and dad are always unified right. and uh, that they're in sync, that they, uh, re they, mm -hmm. they know what the rules are. As kids get older, we have to lay out those rules, uh, have a family discussion about uh, you know what? What effect? What is an effective discipline? And uh, what are the rules of the home to begin with? And right. then when those rules are, get broken or a line is crossed, what is the discipline? And then when we enforce the discipline, of course, there's uh, no emotion and there's right. no anger breaks through or anything else. And I, I will just confess right here that uh, you know I had anger break through more than right. once, and uh, you know that's just a natural, unfortunate, we're a human. natural man. Yeah, yes. yeah, we're we have that Adam in us, right? Yes. And uh, so I had to uh, shut down and say, "Son, will you forgive me? I've crossed the line. I've lost self-discipline in the process of trying to discipline you. So that isn't going to work. Right. Uh, so will you forgive me? And of course, uh, a child is always happy to forgive us." because that means their discipline has stopped, right? So they're relieved of that. But uh, it's just something that as dad, we have to be very cognizant of right. not to cross that line into anger and, uh, and get, into, get into trouble there. You know, there are biblical examples of when uh, a lack of discipline uh, really cost him a lot of trouble. You, know, yeah. you think of Eli and his two sons, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, they were breaking uh, the law and sinning, right. and he knew of it, right. and he failed to do anything about right. it. Uh, that ended up costing him both of his sons right. dying before he did. Of course, and he was he, he died as well. But that is how Samuel, of course, came into the picture. The right. Judge Samuel, and then he proceeded to do the same daggum thing. Right, he, he didn't discipline his sons, right. so there was nobody to follow him, yeah. and they got blessed with King Saul. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but I I just wanted to uh, touch base there. You, you know, and then David did the same thing. With his sons, you know, so he wasn't engaged and he yeah. didn't, that's exactly right. And yes. uh, so, uh, but he messed up to begin with. He married more than one woman. Yeah. That, uh, they, I think eight was <laughs> the final number, which is just nuts. But, uh, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, he, 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 uh, he should have kept it simple. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one last uh, dimension yes. of nurturing is, is listening. And of course, you're, you're going to uh, tune into that to an ever new level as these girls start to grow up. Right. <laughs> so right. how do you feel if, you're, if your bride was here? Would she say you're a good listener? Uh, I, I, I'm going to plead the fifth on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, no, no. 
uh, when it comes to the girls, uh, yes, probably when it comes to her, she's, she would probably say no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you work with that? Um, you know, I, I, I do my best. Like, I, I sincerely do my best. Um, and, uh, you know, if it's something that, that, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, can you move the clothes from the washer to the dryer, you know, on a level of importance that might sometimes fall to me on a level one, but on her on a level four. And, you know, uh, can you take out the trash to me that may fall on a level five of importance and to her, you know, level two or three and, and I'll get those crossed and end up taking out the trash and not, not doing what was important for her, you know? And, and so I, I think that those are normal things, you know, again, we, you know, we're, we're five years married, you know, we'll see how it goes when we're uh, 25 years. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, from 41 years, I say, uh, you know, what happened is one year just flat got wore out. Yeah. To listen. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a joke between us. I am deaf in my right ear. Selective so ear. I don't let her on my left ear anymore. <laughs> No, I, I think uh, you know, our challenge is what the, you know, if men want to go to our website for this study, it's called Dads Becoming Heroes. And we do talk about active listening as part of the nurturance dimension of father. And that active listening means that uh, when you're talking to kids, you get down on their level. Mm-hmm. You're eye to eye. You're engaged. Right. You're listening. And uh, when you're talking to your bride, you're just making sure that you heard what she said. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, that... Uh, that mirroring back, uh, you know, that that uh, that question or whatever right. that conversation. So, uh, but that's uh, that's the first dimension here. What we talked about this uh, in this first uh, of the four part series yes. on dads becoming heroes is uh, dads just uh, understand that uh, your your kids look to you as a hero. Right. Our responsibility is to point to the real hero, Jesus the Christ. And the first dimension we mentioned here was uh, how to be a nurturing. Uh, father, Tim, yes. uh, that includes touch, includes discipline, it includes listening. So, yes. uh, 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 Ruben, I thank you so much for yes, joining sir. us here, and we'll continue with part two here in a little bit. But yes, dads, sir. understand that it's uh, through nurturance that uh, you can become a hero in your children's eyes. God bless and God speak. Yes.